Hello, I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we welcome you to the fifth episode of the Asian American History Podcast. And sorry for recording this episode a bit late. We were kind of busy with schoolwork this week, so the episode is just coming out now. Before we get into the episode, we would like to answer all the questions that we received from the previous episode, which was about the exclusion of the Chinese. As we get more questions coming in every week, we will do a raffle to pick out a few winners and have their questions answered. And our first winner is... Nathaniel! Congratulations, Nathaniel! His question was, did Chester A. Arthur have as harsh feelings for the Chinese as other people? Did he, Brian? Surprisingly not. Congress attempted to pass a 20-year law banning Chinese immigration, but Chester vetoed it. In a compromise, he signed the Chinese Exclusion Act, which was only 10 years. So, the next winner is... Govind! Congratulations! His question was, in what year did the Chinese Exclusion Act get removed? The Chinese Exclusion Act was repealed by the Magnuson Act in 1943. All right, those were the winner's questions from the previous episode. Remember, you can submit your questions on Anchor, or you can direct message us, and our emails will be in the description below. Remember, the more questions you ask, the higher chance that your question will get answered. So the next segment will be about the current events. Kevin, what is new this week? On May 8th, 2021, an 80-year-old Asian American was knocked to the ground and got robbed. Where was this, Brian? It was in San Leandro. Like much of the Bay Area, San Leandro is no stranger to Asian American assaults. Kevin, can you give us an in-depth breakdown of what happened to the poor man? Sure. As you know, the incident happened on Saturday afternoon, May 8th. The incident, in broad daylight, took place in a residential neighborhood. A resident's security camera saw two black teenage men attacking the poor 80-year-old Asian man. According to the San Leandro police, the men demanded his wallet and stole the Asian man's Fitbit. As the man cried for help, the video showed another person coming into the recording. Please suspect that the person was coming from their getaway car. In the recording, we were also able to hear giggling, very high-pitched giggling, probably coming from the teen's getaway car. The teens fled from the scene before the police could arrive. So that is going to be it for the current events segment. Okay, so now we will get into the information segment of the podcast. We will start with the First World War and then talk about the Second World War. Many Asians immigrated to the United States in the late 19th century and the early 20th century. Despite being discriminated against, Many Asians joined the United States Army. They served with distinction during the First World War on the battlefields of France. 
After the war, Asians were recognized for their efforts and were allowed to become citizens of the United States. By the end of the First World War, there were almost 165,000 Asian Americans living in the United States, including 100,000 from Japan, 60,000 from China, and 5,000 from the Philippines. So now, we are going to move on to the Second World War. How did the Second World War start, Kevin? The Second World War started when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. Ryan, why did the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor? When Japan was expanding its territory, the Great Depression hit. Since Japan is an island, they were relying on international trade. But because of this economical failure, all of this was shut down. So, Japanese needed resources. Since they didn't have any resources, the Japan built up a good offense and decided to invade other cities. Kevin, where did the Japanese invade? The Japanese invaded nearby China, particularly Manchuria, for their plentiful resources such as land and iron. As Japan took over parts of China, the U.S. watched painfully as their long-standing ally got taken over. But the U.S. didn't do anything because they didn't want another war. The U.S. finally did something after Japan invaded Nanjing and attacked an American gunboat. How did the U.S. get their revenge? The United States started attacking Japanese resources. They imposed economic sanctions on scrap metal, aircraft, and many other things that were crucial to the Japanese military. The United States hoped this would stop the Japanese expansion. Sadly, it didn't work, and Japan took over the French Indochina in 1940. The last straw came in July 1941 when an oil embargo was announced by President Franklin D. Roosevelt. This was a huge disaster for Japan. They relied on imports for 90% of their supply. Yes, it did impact their economy, but this put their military into a literal standstill. This meant no more expansion for the Japanese. The Japanese were very mad at the U.S. for getting in their way to rule Asia. The only option left for the Japanese was total war. Their plan was to crush the U.S. fleet and take over Southeast Asia for their resources. So, Japan launched its attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. They destroyed 21 ships, 300 aircraft, and around 2,400 Americans. When the U.S. called war on Japan, the other countries joined in. The Chinese fought with the Americans. Remember, this was about the time when the Magnuson Act came around, so the Chinese in U.S. were allowed to fight for the U.S. China and Japan are rival countries, so China joined with the United States. After the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the United States government sent all the Japanese living in the United States to internment camps. Despite being discriminated against, a large number of Japanese men who are born in the United States 
wanted to join the United States Army. These soldiers served with great honor. The Filipinos also wanted to join the war. United States Congress admitted all Filipinos that volunteered to, do, to join the war. Tens of thousands of Filipino soldiers volunteered to serve the U.S. Army. President Franklin Roosevelt promised them that they would get the same veterans benefits of those in the U.S. Armed Forces. So this was how the Asian Americans joined the two world wars and helped the United States. So now we will get into the opinion part of the podcast. Kevin, would you like to start with your opinion? Absolutely. I just find it really confusing that Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. The Japanese must have known that even attacking China would provoke the United States because China and the United States have been long-lasting allies. When Japan attacked China for the first time, the U.S. did not really do anything about it, which was lucky enough. I think Japan was a little too ambitious because they attacked China again. When the second attack came, America responded by attacking Japan's resources. The United States did not give Japan materials they needed, such as oil and scrap metal. So, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Brian, what do you think? I agree with you. When the United States called a war on Japan, they asked the Asian Americans in the United States to fight for them. China also helped the United States when they attacked Japan, and other countries like Italy joined the Japan side. That is how the Second World War started. I also wonder why Japan needed to attack the United States. If they were expanding their territory and are joined with Italy, they would not need America's resources. The Japanese might have won the war if they did not attack Pearl Harbor. So, yeah, that's going to be it for the opinion segment of the podcast. Thank you for listening to the fifth episode of the Asian American History Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to send it to friends and family. They can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Spotify. Make sure to tune in every week for a new episode. Remember, you can also ask your questions through Anchor, and we will answer them in the following episode. So that's pretty much going to wrap this up for today, and we will see you guys next week.